Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. On Friday, Talby Roach, the president and CEO of Bi-State Development, attempted to throw the loop trolley a lifeline. On the table was a proposal for the Public Transit Agency to take over the $51 million trolley project. The trolley had closed last year basically after running out of money. And Roach wanted the agency to try to manage the 2.2-mile fixed-track route. But things didn't go the way Roach wanted them to. And joining us today to talk about what happened and where the project stands is St. Louis Public Radio reporter Kay Petrin. Kay, welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks for having me. So you were at the meeting last Friday. What happened? So Roach presented his plan to uh, the committee members, which are also mostly commissioners uh, with Bi-State Development. And uh, they had a lot of questions and concerns, and uh, he tried to address them. And then it came to uh, basically taking a motion. Do we pass this on to the board of commissioners and recommend that they vote on it? And uh, one person said, I, you know, I submit a motion and nobody else seconded. Could not get a second. Mm-hmm. So that basically stalls this proposal. Is Talby Roach going to try again to try to get a second person on board to getting this to a full vote? He said he's done. And unless the commissioners come back and say, revisit this, he wouldn't be going back to it. He said he doesn't expect the commissioners to ask him to do that either. So if you're listening, we want to know, do you think this is truly the end of the line for the trolley? Why or why not? You can give us a call at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. Or you can send us a tweet at STL on air or email us at talk at stlpublicradio.org. Now, Kay, you were there when another local reporter compared the current trolley situation to a political football. Let's listen to the response from Loop Trolley President John Meyer. I don't even think a football is the right metaphor. It's, it's more like a, 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 a nuclear waste dump. Nobody wants to get near it. And, but somebody's got to to make it, to be, to make it successful. That's what, that's what political leadership is supposed to be about. I'm, I'm sad that we're lacking that in our region today. So a nuclear waste dump, uh, we certainly know those in the St. Louis area. Do you think that's an apt analogy? You know, I, I wouldn't be able to say. I think he, he is sort of pointing to nobody wants to touch this project and nobody wants to be on the hook for it. And I think that's that's an accurate observation that, you know, it, it seems like it's really hard to get somebody to 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 put the money in to keep it running. Um, he, of course, wants somebody to keep it running. But uh can't get that to happen. Yeah, it's it doesn't seem like there's anyone uh, interested in investing that kind of money. Um, now, you mentioned that committee members had some specific concerns about this. What, what kind of things were they worried about? So there were a lot of questions that sort of, I think the big issue was resource allocation. We have so many other concerns, so many other things we're trying to get through. Why would we invest our time and money in this, especially when the public um, in general is not a fan? Uh, there were there were some specific details related to the plan to um, th- things like, you know, where is this money coming from? What would it be going to in other cases? For instance, there was some money that would have been set aside in case the trolleys broke down. And that money would have been coming out of funds that could be used for a bus uh, parts, for instance. So, so people were worried that they were sort of robbing the, the primary mission of this agency if they were to put that money aside for yeah, the trolley. Yeah, it was $800,000, so it wasn't a huge chunk, but they, people were still worried, you know, what else could that money be doing? Um, and I think there was a general sentiment that by state should not make itself responsible for um, the issues that the trolley has had. 
Now, Elliot Davis of Fox 2, he had aired a piece in the days just before the vote suggesting that Talby Roach himself might have a conflict of interest here since he sits on the board of the Loop Trolley and he's also the CEO of Bi-State Development. Were people troubled by that at all at the meeting? Uh, somebody did ask about it. It's it's not like he Roach volunteered himself to be in that position. It's appointed the person who uh, preceded Roach at by state also had that position. It's sort of, you know, a requirement for X number of people from various agencies around the region to participate in this. It's not like they're necessarily personally invested in the project. Okay. And he's certainly not benefiting from his um, participation in this project. It's an unpaid I mean, I, would, role. I, I wouldn't know, but yes, it is, it is, it is an unpaid role. And it, if anything, it seems like it's bringing him more trouble than um, benefits. But uh, there could be, you know, something behind the scenes that we're not aware of. It doesn't seem like it. Yeah. But so speaking of trouble, so the Federal Transit Administration had provided $34 million in grants towards what ended up being, I guess, a $52 million project. The trolley operated for only a little over a year. So what are the concerns about how the feds could react to what now looks like total shutdown? Yeah. So the, there were a couple different types of grant money that the trolley received. And basically, the Fed said, you know, part of it, totally fine. We would have done those projects anyways. That investment you get to keep. But the trolley-specific investment sort of came with a guarantee that you'd keep it running. And since you're not keeping it running, that means we could sue you. Um, so there's about, it's $2.499 million that uh, a representative of the Federal Transit Administration said, you know, if if someone doesn't keep this running, doesn't have to be by state, but has to be someone, we might have to come after you in court. Just for the $2.49 million, though, not oh, for the sorry, total sorry. $34. Uh, not for the uh, – $2.499 was the wrong number. Uh, $24.99. Much bigger number. Much bigger number. Uh, it's about $25 million. Gotcha. Gosh, so that oops. is what we could be on the hook for yes. as a region. And what do we know about which entities are technically on the hook now that nobody has taken this over? Uh, so the Transportation Development District, which is sort of a, the sales district that Roach and several other public officials are on, um, is, is one of the names sort of on the on the hook. And then the other is East-West Gateway, um, which is sort of a local council of governments that was part of sort of the entities that made the application for the grant money. Uh, it's not totally clear who would end up paying if they were sued. They're not entities that really have, you know, a lot of cash just lying around. Um, but there, there's been some some reference to, like, potentially having to garnish the sales tax district, basically, or something, things along those lines. But but we, nobody's really gotten a clear answer on how that would be structured. We're talking to Kay Petrin, a reporter at St. Louis Public Radio, about the trolley project. I want to go to the phone lines. We've got a couple of callers here, and let's see what they have to say. Jerry is calling from O'Fallon. Jerry, hi. You're on St. Louis on the Air. Hello. Um, you know, it's kind of sad. <clears throat> I could tell, having been in the transportation industry, that they were having operational difficulties, and it just uh, there were just too many obstacles. But I also think a lot of people were, you know, not unhappy to see it to see it fail. Um, but since the the hard work is done with the uh, tracks actually being laid, um, you know, I think it's really kind of a waste to not look at it with some other potential of um, 
you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be the retro type uh, trolley cars. It could be the, you know, modern trams that you see all over uh, in Europe. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, unfortunately, I mean, how much payback do we get from, say, a rural highway that's used by a handful of people a day? And no one seems to complain about that. But when it comes to public transportation, it seems like in this state and, and almost the entire country, you know, it's like your dentist saying you should floss and then handing you a half-inch piece of dental floss. So <laughs> you need to take a little bit better, a longer-term view of um, the ne- really the necessity of it as we have an aging population mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're the dependence on cars yeah. is a real problem for people in the lower uh, lower income brackets. Anyway, that's my thought. Jerry, thank, thank you so much for that call. Um, Kay, have there been any rumblings about what might happen to the tracks? Is there anything that, that could come out of this? So at one point early on in this process, I had heard mention that there was supposed to be a fund for filling back in the tracks if it failed. I honestly have no idea if that's a weird rumor or, or what it is, but there have been some people like, whatever happened to that? Um, the question I still need to answer. Uh, and I mean, there there is a chance uh, that somebody could keep it running still. They've In the bi-state meeting, they were like, you know, why don't we get a private donor to do it? What happened to all these people who pledged money uh, while we were building it who suddenly aren't available to, uh, pr- to help cover the deficits? So there's there's some, you know, options for what could still happen. Now, Tom in Webster Groves actually gave us a call just now. He didn't stay on the line, but he says um, local retired billionaire financier Rex Singfield should save the trolley. He certainly has invested money in a lot of things in St. Louis. That's a suggestion. Uh, I want to go back to the phone lines. Um, Rich is calling from Bevo. Rich, hi, you're on St. Louis on the air. Hi, Sarah. Um, I think Kay made a really salient point about, uh, you know, the uh, the trolley just doesn't have popular support. Mm-hmm. And as the previous caller pointed out, uh, you know, I'm, you know, I would advocate for mass transit on a scale like they have in Europe, having lived there for several years a long time ago. But uh, since it doesn't have that kind of support, and it, it, uh, I'm just sorry that uh, mm-hmm. uh, that Joe may made a little mistake here and just. Uh, pave over the tracks and make Del Mar Boulevard navigable and drivable again. And, uh, you know, that's pretty much all I have to say. Rich, thank, thank you, you for that comment. So Rich would like to take things back um, to the way that they were. As he says, there just really isn't popular support for this project. And that became very clear at that meeting you were at. Yeah, there were a couple of public speakers uh, at the meeting who were, you know, very vocal about not wanting. And I mean, if you even when I was writing these stories, you post online about the trolley and you're like, ah, you know, I'm looking for someone to discuss this with. And a lot of people are not even, you know, willing to think about how could we keep this running. They just want, they they hate it and they want it to go away. I think people felt so angry. Um, You know, we just don't have that much money for public transit in our community. And the fact that so much went into this 2.2 miles that didn't really go where people wanted to go. People seemed almost personally insulted by the end. And there's a lot of public transit already in that area is what, what people, you know, it's within walking distance of four metro stations and there's bus routes. And so, so there's a lot of people asking, you know, if, if we do want this to be public transit, truly, why is it, you know, in this area that is already so covered by our systems? So let's go back to the phone lines. Rebecca is calling from University City. Um, Rebecca, hi, you're on St. Louis on the air. Oh, um, thank you. Um, I live in U-City, just around the corner from where the trolley used to be parked. Mm. I I watched the um, building of the trolley and the devastation on Del Mar, and a lot of 
small businesses suffered because of that. For example, Big Shark moved completely out of the loop and away to get away from the tracks. But a lot of small businesses, you had to climb over piles of junk to get to their doors. I just think we owe them something for the business that they lost, and some of them went out of business. I, th- I think we need to continue with the trolley because I think we put a lot into it so far. Hmm. So it sounds like you're saying just because of, of that turmoil and heartache that this is worth sticking this out. Yeah, you know, I don't, I'm not an accountant, so I don't know how that works out, but I, I just think there are a lot of people who were harmed in the business community, and, and the trolley could be a lot of fun for them, I think, positive. Mm-hmm. Well, Rebecca, thank you for that call, and it, it's good to hear another perspective here. Um, we certainely always hear from people who've, who've wanted to shut this down, but there, there is another side. Um, now, Kate, just one last question for you. I know you've been covering this trolley saga now for, for quite a long time here. I'm wondering, is there an aspect of this ongoing story that you'd like to see more attention to um, going forward? That's interesting. You know, I the, the question that I sort of had was something that was brought up at the bi-state meeting, which was that there were a lot of people who pledged financial support to this. And I kind of want to know, I want to go back and look at those records and see who that was and, you know, whether they've done it. And there's no, like, legal obligation, but I think there's sort of a, a communal sentiment that, you know, we may... We, put this together on the assumption that XYZ people would be helping out with it. Did they back out? What's what's going on with that? Where are they now? Yeah, so that's that's one of the, you know, really big questions that I have as a reporter. Well, I hope to see you following up yeah. on that. So, St. Louis Public Radio reporter Kay Petron, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.